Welcome back to the Stuttering Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and today is Week 7 Predictions. Yes, it is Prediction Saturday. You know the drill. Let's just get right into it. First game I have up is the Carolina Panthers against the New Orleans Saints. This week, the Saints are without Michael Thomas due to injury and Emmanuel Sanders due to coronavirus. And um, yeah, so the Saints have Alvin Kamara, and that's about it for the offense. Carolina's passing defense is 7th in the league, and their rushing defense is 18th. So, I think they'll be able to hold New Orleans' offense, considering how few weapons they have this week. Without Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, these teams are really even, believe it or not. I give this one to Carolina with a bounce-back game. And Mike Davis, knowing this may be his last solo game before Christian McCaffrey comes back. So so I predict a very close game, but I think Mike Davis is going to carry the Panthers to a win this week. Moving on to the Bills versus the Jets. Um, the Bills have lost two straight. This is the perfect bounce back game because the Jets are hysterically bad. So the Bills win big. Moving on to the Cleveland Browns against the Cincinnati Bengals. Both of these teams faced a tough loss last week in, in two entirely different ways. The Browns just got simply blown out, and the Bengals, well, they blew a big lead. I don't think the Browns will spontaneously combust after that embarrassing loss because they're still 4-2. and two. They're still, they still have a lot of talent, and they're just simply a better team than the Bengals. Baker is looking for a big game, and this may be it for him. The Bengals are 22nd in passing defense, and I think Baker's going to have a good week this week. I mean, like looking at all the criticism and hate, I think Baker's going to have a good week. With Joe Mixon out, John Ross wanting a trade, and... And the A.J. Green speculation, I say Browns win this one. I think the Bengals are having some drama with the offense. Their defense is fine, but I don't think it's good enough to hold the talent that the Browns have. The Browns just need to click, and I think this is one of those weeks. Moving on to Dallas against Washington. This is bad versus bad. Dallas has star power with the offense. You have Zeke, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. But Washington's defense is not a joke, ranking 7th in total yards allowed per game. But Washington's offense is kind of a joke. Yeah, yeah, you know, Antonio Gibson's cool, Terry McLaurin's good. But this offense scores 18 points per game, with, and uh, Kyle Allen is the starting quarterback. I think Washington will put up more than 18 points, though, considering how bad this Dallas defense is. They give up 36 points per game. They are literally the worst defense. And I think Washington wins this through, well, Washington has a good defense and can hold Andy Dalton. And um, Dallas has a trash defense that I don't think can hold Kyle Allen. But I do think Zeke will have a great bounce back game after the two fumble performance on Monday Night Football. I, I did really like the way he handled um, like the post-game stuff, basically saying that this one's on me. I did like that from Zeke. That was a good show of character. Moving on to the Green Bay Packers against the Houston Texans. Um, Well, Deshaun Watson has had a great last two games with Bill O'Brien gone, and well, Houston just took Tennessee to overtime. I do not think they're a joke with Romeo Cornell at head coach. 
despite them being one and five. But sadly, they're playing Aaron Rodgers, and he will not have back-to-back bad games. It's not, mm, no, it's it is just not. As especially when Houston's pass defense is twentieth in passing yards allowed per game, giving up thirty points per game in the process. I think Houston will keep up with Green Bay because I really think Watson will not let them go down big. I think he's going to start playing like a like kind of like 2019, 2018 Deshaun Watson again. But they'll be playing this game from behind. Green Bay wins a high-scoring close game, very similar to Houston's loss last week. Give me Green Bay. Moving on to the Lions versus the Falcons. Um, this is mediocre versus mediocre. Both very talented offense, but both teams just cannot seem to hold leads when they have momentum. They they cannot keep up their momentum. I like both offenses. I really think that Detroit and Atlanta both have just just offenses that should work. You look at Detroit. You got Matthew Stafford, DeAndre Swift. You got Kenny Galladay, TJ Hawkinson, Marvin Jones. That should work. You look at Atlanta, for God's sake, you look at Atlanta. Matt Ryan, former MVP. Todd Gurley, former MVP candidate. Julio Jones, one of the most talented receivers of all time. Calvin Ridley, a great young receiver. Hayden Hurst, a viable tight end. These Both of these offenses should be killing it. Maybe not Detroit killing it, but they should be doing very well. But they're not. Houston, I obviously like both offenses, and Detroit has a better defense than Atlanta, but Atlanta's offense has firepower. I think it has more firepower than than Detroit's. These are very similar teams, and this will and this game should feature a good amount of points. I think it comes down to talent and coaching. Give me Atlanta. I think I think Atlanta can hold momentum better than Detroit, which is quite ironic. And you look at weeks, I think it was two and three. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was definitely two and three when they blew those huge leads. That's kind of ironic that I'm saying that I think they can hold leads better than a, another team. But Detroit has blown a lot of leads over these past season or two. So I I give this to Atlanta. Moving on to Pittsburgh Steelers against Tennessee Titans. Two of the final three undefeated teams going at it. This is the game of the week. I do think Pittsburgh has a better team than Tennessee, but with Devin Bush out, this defense is going to struggle on the second level, like the, the the linebacker level for a while. I don't think Tennessee's offense will have a great performance like they did last week because Pittsburgh's defense is that good, but, but obviously they have Derrick Henry and Devin Bush is out. So if Derrick can so if Derrick Henry can get past the defensive line, which he will, he will get chunk play after chunk play because Pittsburgh does not have that anchor there. I like Vince Williams, but he's no Devin Bush. And chunk play after chunk play, if 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 Tennessee can do that consistently, dominate the time of possession, just dominate that and hold Pittsburgh's offense, just basically keep them off the field, Tennessee should win this game. But I don't think that will happen that often because Pittsburgh's front seven, or I'm sorry, 
defensive line and edge rushers, I think they'll be able to to contain Derrick Henry. I don't think that that will happen very consistently, so that means Tennessee's passing game will be utilized more. Tennessee's passing game can be very deadly, especially with their big guys in A.J. Brown and, and Jonu Smith. But Pittsburgh's secondary, pretty damn good. I think that they will be able to contain it. I'm not saying stop it. The The same way they won't be able to stop Derrick Henry, they, they won't be able to stop the Tennessee passing game, but they will be able to contain it. And, you know, and as I like Ryan Tannehill, he is not a top-tier quarterback. He, he is having a good season, but MVP candidate, come on, no, no. This game is two of the top four scoring offenses in the league. Tennessee at two, Pittsburgh at four. The Steelers have an offense that has depth, especially at wide receiver. Tennessee is 26th in rush defense and 28th in pass defense. I like Mike Vrabel a lot. I think he's a fantastic young coach. But this game comes down to which defense can get more stops, as this will be a high-scoring game. And that should be an obvious answer. Pittsburgh can get more stops. I think Pittsburgh wins a high-scoring game due to having a better defense. But, but But Tennessee's blueprint for winning this game is chunk plays and dominating the time of possession by Derrick Henry just getting past that front five. If Derrick Henry can just consistently pick up 7 to 10 yards, it'll be a very frustrating game to watch for for Pittsburgh fans, but that's how Tennessee wins. Just chunk play after chunk play. Moving on to Tampa. Moving on to Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Raiders. Tampa Bay coming off of a dominant win over Green Bay, and last night getting Antonio Brown. I will talk about that later, but because this is not the time to do so. It should be nothing but smiles in Tampa Bay. Nothing but smiles. Las Vegas is coming off of a bye, but but over the past few days has had trouble with COVID, and if they're missing most of their starting offensive line or not, they will have their hands full on both offense and defense. I couldn't find a clear-cut answer as to who will be playing Sunday and who will not, so I guess we'll figure that out Sunday. I'm, I'm, I'm of course talking about the, uh, I, I'm of course talking about the Raiders' offensive line. I could not find a clear-cut answer, so I guess we'll figure out tomorrow. But yes, they should have their hands full. Raiders are 25th in pass defense, so the Buccaneers will score points, and the Raiders' offense is good. But missing Trent Brown, that's a big hit. And if they are missing more of their offensive line, that's a huge hit. The 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 Buccaneers can get more stops than the Raiders can. Tam- Tampa wins and scores a lot of points in the process. I don't know how the Raiders are going to do because we do not know their offensive line situation. But I think regardless, Tampa has this game. Moving on to the Chiefs versus the Broncos. Denver's defense just held New England to 288 total yards, and this is Drew Locke's second game back, so he won't be as, I don't know, kind of like shaky as last week. But they're playing Kansas City, who will debut Le'Veon Bell. So yeah, Denver's offense is not high-powered, 
enough to keep up with Kansas City. And, well, Kansas City has won the last eight matchups. Kansas City wins big. Sorry, Denver. Moving on to Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Why won't it let me fucking scroll? Okay, there we go. (laughs) The Chargers coming off of a bye week should be prepared to play a weak Jacksonville team. I say it once, I say it a million times. I like the I like the Jaguars' building blocks. I like their young players. I do a lot. But just as a team, they're just not good yet. They're still too young, and they don't have... There is still a lot of holes in that roster. They're just not good yet. Justin Herbert should show out this week. And, you know, hopefully Gardner Minshew can show out too. And we can watch a good young quarterback duel. But... I mean, even if Minshew hoops or Minshew does not hoop, I think Chargers win. I think they'll be more prepared, and I simply like their team better than Jacksonville. Chargers win. Moving on to New England versus San Francisco. New England is second in rushing offense, only two yards away from having the best rushing offense, and they're first in rushing attempts per game in the entire league. This team runs the ball constantly. San Francisco, will they be able to stop it? They're 10th in rush defense. They should be able to do well against it. When you look at San Francisco's offense, with Raheem Mostert out, the 49ers will have to throw more, and New England is 9th in passing defense. This is a low-scoring game. I don't see either of these offenses really, just really showing out. And um, as the Patriots did just lose a low-scoring game, that is their bread and butter. I get that they literally just lost a low-scoring game, but low-scoring games are the Patriots' bread and butter. No chance San Francisco beats New England in a low-scoring game like I think this will be. I don't think Kyle Shanahan is prepared. This game will be won in the trenches, and that is New England right there. Patriots win during a boring game. Moving on to Sunday night, and that is Seattle versus Arizona. Seahawks versus Cardinals. Russell Wilson against Kyler Murray. The Cardinals just won big and scored a lot of points in the process, and now they're playing another bad defense. Seattle is coming off of a bye week. So, so as the Cardinals do have a good defense, I think Seattle will be ready. This is a very high-scoring, close game, and 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 when that happens, I'm not betting against Russell Wilson. I'm not betting against Russell Wilson during a close game because look at Seattle. A lot of close games that have gone down to the wire. I love this Cardinals team, but I'm not betting against Seattle. Seattle wins. Moving on to Monday night, the last game, Bears versus Rams. Two teams with a lot to prove despite the Bears being 5-1 and one, and the Rams, I'm pretty sure, being 4-2. and two. Almost certain about that. Two teams with a lot to prove, mediocre offenses, really good defense. So, who has the better defense? The Rams are 4th in passing defense, the Bears are 11th. The Rams are 12th in rushing defense, the Bears are 14th. The Rams' defense statistically is better than the Bears. And when you look at their offenses, I like the Rams' weapons more than I I like the Bears' weapons, but there's still nothing to brag about. 
I like the Rams on both sides of the ball. I give this game to the Rams. If you enjoyed this, share it with your friends. If not, share it with your friends. Follow me on Twitter at Stuttering Prods. That's Stuttering P-R-O-D-S. And Instagram at That Guy Who Talks About the Sports. I hope you enjoyed and have a great day.